Coming to you from the Jojatorium, it's Decaying with the Boys, episode two. Uh, it's looking a little different this morning, though, because it's just Josh and I. And uh, I'm glad Josh finally came prepared. He's not drinking beer this morning. He's actually having a cup of coffee. So welcome to uh, welcome to the workforce, Josh. Thanks, buddy. I, uh, I'll move into the beer in a minute. But, you know, I, I had to catch the red eye from San Diego <laughs> to get here. So I needed, I needed some go juice for a little bit first. So the red eye from San Diego, that's uh, that's quite a bitch. I can understand. Yeah. I'm glad you made it here. You know, because I live there and everything. Lived, yeah. Uh, I got your postcard. Did Gre you? Greaves from San Diego. It was yeah. really cute. I tried. I, I appreciate it. I tried. You. you think of me so you much. You got a cute butt. Oh, my goodness. Well, the reason why it's just me and Josh is uh, I actually got a, an email uh, from a rep from Starbucks if you guys remember from the first episode, we kind of loosely talked some shit on the Starbucks triple shot, the dark triple shot. That well, well yeah, we didn't. We, yeah, okay. Let's, you know, I didn't want to throw them all into the bus, but you're right. I mean, you know, he's not here. Why not? You're right. Um, so yeah, I mean, Adam decided to talk a ton of shit on uh, the Starbucks triple shot, and I got a cease and desist letter from. A Starbucks rep who must just only look at podcasts that have dozens of listeners. Um, I don't know how they found it, <laughs> but, uh, you know. Secret underground. Yeah, and they, they gave me options, though, Josh. They said mm. there's, there's different ways you can handle this. Okay. They can say, like, you can cut a promo about the sweet, smooth taste of a Starbucks triple shot with enough caffeine to get you through a podcast and brew day. No. That's why I was like, I'm not cutting promos yeah. for them. For Fuck that. Sweet, Fuck sweet that. actor. Or they said, get rid of Adam. And I said, fuck you, we don't like Starbucks, Adam just got us Black Forge coffee to drink for this morning. Hey everybody! <laughs> He's not fired! And Josh, not I hope fired. you choke on your coffee all the way from San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> How's everybody doing this fine, oh, fine day? Dude, it's amazing to be back here. Uh, thank you everybody who listened to the first episode, we really appreciate it, all the feedback's been great. Uh, but I just want to go back to Starbucks real quick, just to let you know, uh, I also tried to grab one of those um, after the podcast to try it, and you're right, it's awful. It's, I mean, it's, the the coffee flavor in it is what I expect, but it is just way too sweet. It should have been, mon like, marketed by Monster Energy or something, it's yeah. so sugary. I, I tried for one something time. called dark. Blues. Yeah, I tried one time to drive home from uh, Florida, and I was stopping on I ninety five different places, and they kept giving me these fig and cream cold brews, and uh, I shit my pants in Virginia. I could imagine enough fig will have you. You know, Virginia's for lovers, <laughs> and also my asshole and buttholes. I blew it out, buddy. <laughs> uh, it was it was not it was not for the faint of heart. Blow out on I-95. I-95, step your game up. I know that life. <laughs> but today we are drinking Black, Black Forge coffee. Uh, we love Black Forge coffee here. It's a local establishment. Uh, they do a great job with bringing you everything you need from heavy metal to great coffee and even better causes. So right now, uh, Black Forge coffee is supporting local independent music venues across the country with their SOS movement, which are Save Our Stages. Um, you got to head on over to blackforgecoffee.com or follow them on Instagram at blackforgeshop and scream to the heavens, DEATH TO FALSE COFFEE! 
That's enough coffee in my veins to make me scream that shit, man. That was <laughs> sounded good. That sounded as black metal as Black Forge coffee. That's that's as most that's, that's as black metal as I think I could possibly get. Um, but going into more uh, localness that we love, we have a very close knit group of people that we uh, like to associate with. Uh, we have a wonderful uh, uh, beer here for us today, and I just want to give it over to Adam so he can. Uh, let us know what's up. Yeah, so I think we're going to try to do this most weeks on the podcast. Feature a brewery, probably usually local to Pittsburgh. Um, our first one are great friends of the podcast, uh, Couch Brewing. They are in Larimer, PA. Um, they've been around for a few years now. Um, they have a very, very wide beer selection, um, ranging from traditional like Belgians and IPAs, uh, Crispies and Stouts and Porters to weird ones like milkshake IPAs and beers they're throwing tea into and coffee. Um, they're probably best well known for their blackout event that they hold annually uh, where they brew eight to 12 stouts and put different fun flavors in each one. Those, those um, stouts are great. Yeah. yeah. So, are you talking it's always just, just, just stout season? It's uh, season. <laughs> Around Black Friday, yes, it is. Yeah. Usually between Thanksgiving and Christmas. Wait, yeah. it's actually style season and not fucking porters. Right, right. Yeah. Okay. Um, but another thing about couches, they have very fun names for all of their beers. Um, most of their original beers were named after pieces of furniture or things you'd find around the house. Um, and then they're uh, pre-COVID, and once COVID's, we got a hold on it, uh, their tap room is excellent. It is filled with couches. It is filled with bar stools. Uh, their their bartenders, their owners, their brewers are all the nicest people. I can and also it, say too, not to interrupt you, but I know I don't get into the city as much. But when I go to Couch, they remember my name. Yeah, I come in, they'll say like I like certain beers there more than others, and they'll say, "Hey, we're putting it on tap at this time," or "Hey, I know you wanted one." They'll slap me tasters. Uh, it, it's. <laughs> Not to be cliche, but it's like cheers, man. <laughs> they remember my name. Yeah, I, I can even speak to that. Yeah. So after I moved back, I went there one time for bingo. And the next time I saw it, the owner, he actually just referenced me, me by name. Yeah. I didn't even really talk to him that day. Yeah. And he knew me. They're, yeah. they're all So scared. yeah, they're they're great people yeah. there. Yeah, they're, they're the best. And their, uh, their tap room is styled like no other in Pittsburgh. <laughs> Uh, it's very 70s, early 80s-esque basement vibes. Like you're in that 70s show passing the uh, the pipe around. Um, puff, puff, pass. Yeah, yeah a little puff, puff, pass <laughs> vibe in there. Disco balls, lights, good music. Um, so, yeah, check them out if you're ever in the Larimer area. If you're out by the zoo there, uh, Highland Park, they're, they're right there. So, so with Couch, what would you bring us today then? So today for Couch, we have their new release as of recording this. It's the Comforter Belgian Dark Strong Ale oh. um, that they put in these nice little... They're so cool. Uh, it's a, it's I'm a baby guess can. It's a 10-ounce can? It's a baby eight. can. It's an 8-ounce can. It's an 8-ounce can. Yeah. can but, if I, but if I know these guys well enough, they're looking out for my safety. Yeah, it's, it is, <laughs> it is ten per, it's a 10% yeah. banger. I'm a giant holding a pound. <laughs> you look like fucking Andre the Giant. I was just going to say, I feel like Andre... <laughs> So let's crack these open and give them a try. Yeah, buddy. Oh, we're also using our licensed Bash Brew taster glasses. Ooh. So the color is what I would expect. Absolutely. Nice and carbonated. That's one thing I like about them too, man. The consistency of their their cans, their drafts, everything. I've never I've never had a beer come from them where I was like, man, this this 
was canned too yeah. late or it's the seals are broken nothing and they've always yeah. come great and coming from an amateur brewer perspective i uh darren who's the head brewer and uh one of the owners of couch um has asked me to help out many times and has taught me things yeah. so i've been there for many canning days i wasn't there for this one but it's very diy but it's very precise and very calculating what they're doing like they, they just have the process set it's amazing that you're downplaying your involvement with couch because it is time for one of our first announcements. Adam, let the people know. So, um, well, back in, for this last blackout in November, we did a four-way collab with Couch called The Four Horsemen with um, woo! three, uh, it was us and three other brewers. Jim Rittenauer from Doortop Brewing, uh, Justin Goodfellow from Fury Brewing, and then Darren, uh, Bobby Nacho from Couch and Darren from Couch. Along with uh, us from Bashbrew. So um, we did that one uh, together. And then uh, tomorrow, actually, uh, me and the brew wife, Lori, are going to Couch. And we're going to brew a double hazy IPA with Darren. Uh, so it's just going to be a Couch Bashbrew collab called Clouds Over California. Oh, yeah. Now... Uh, I know people are like, how do you name your beers? What, how do you go about doing this? And I don't want to give it away. I want to see if people can message us and let us know where Adam came up with that name. Um, I'll just give you a hint. It's brutal. <laughs> yeah, it's brutal. Um, and I'm not going to give away where I got it from. But the reason it's called Clouds Over California is it is a hazy New England style in the look and kind of the mouthfeel. But as far as how it's hopped and malted, it is very West Coast yes. um, flavor. Yeah. Uh, I got to say, man, this, you know, this is a great opportunity uh, for, you know, what I like to call Adam, the, the people's champ. You know, we miss competition season. We, we, we can't wait to get back out there and see everybody. But uh, this gives an opportunity for everyone to really get their hands on what the, the mad genius can uh can produce and darren being so wonderful to to give adam that opportunity as, as well as the first lady of brews coming in there to you know all the artwork that she can she can knock out she's a phenomenal artist yes yeah yeah, yeah I, I can't say enough for darren for giving us the opportunity yeah. not only that but he let us run with the ball on it yeah. basically saying hey what do you want to brew on conscious system yeah Let's, we'll produce it which is wonderful um, and I'm, I'm excited to see you get out there because yeah with this yeah. With this, the comfort, comforter? I've been sipping on this in between. Yeah. I couldn't wait to say how, how great this, this is. This is delicious. This is amazing. It hits you stronger than you expected. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, the aromas are on point. I mean, you're talking about some just some serious... Oh, excuse me. That's coffee and beer coming together. Uh I-95, here we I come. I-95, baby, here we come. It's going to be a repeat. Yeah, I mean, I get like a really nice, uh, like, sweet booziness off of it, almost like a cognac. Yeah. Um, no, yeah. Sweetness, yeah. and then, like, that Belgian, what I like to call that Belgian funk. Yeah. You can call it spiciness, but I call it Belgian funk. I like calling it Belgian funk because I I don't I don't want to be like that dude, like, the mouthfeel. Right. You know, I don't, <laughs> don't, don't want to do that. I think in the real world, there's nothing less funky than Belgium. No. So, like... <laughs> When you can put Belgian Belgian funk in a beer, it's it's good. It's I mean, delicious. Maybe maybe like Iceland. <laughs> yeah. You know, the Belgians that live in Iceland. Oh my goodness. So No, that's funky. That's like you made from San Diego. Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh my god. Geography is difficult in the Jojatorium. We don't quite understand longitude and latitude, but what we do understand is bringing you the beers you need during uh, whatever you want to call this season. I screwed up on the first episode, but let's just call it the, the season of deliciousness. So, Adam, if you could let the people know what's on tap right now in the Jojatorium. Sure thing. So, right now we have a little bit of, a little bit of the bubbly left, uh, which is our Bellini Brut Ale. We have the New to the taps this weekend, Tuckered Stout. It's a chocolate peanut butter stout coming in at 7.5%. Uh, in the third spot, we have War on the Shore. It's a dark and stormy stout at 7.8%. Uh, and at number four, our Big Daddy, Crushed by the Fists of God, our Smoked Honey Russian Imperial Stout. Coming in at 11% and flying out of the tap room this week. I can't even describe to you how many messages that I get and I don't even pour the bottles out of people asking me how to get a hold of it. Um, just so everyone knows, but I'm going to say it now uh, before we plug it a million times. If you want to know what's going on in the Jojatorium, you got to get on our Instagram at bash underscore brew. It's the best way to see what's going on here. And it's also the best way to get a hold of Adam and the first lady of brews to order your uh, order your bottles. And just for an upcoming for next weekend, going back to Black Forge Coffee, we are coming out with our chocolate mocha coffee yeah. porter. Uh, Kicking Kitty Porter will be on taps next weekend. I'm not sure the date, but it's uh, what it's the sixth to so the thirteenth, yeah. March thirteenth. It'll be on tap, um, and it uses Black Forge's espresso beans uh, for the coffee portion of that. Oh so, yeah. So I mean, come Matt, get some. Matt's technically not wrong. Actually, <laughs> we are still kind of in. Stout season! Except that's a porter. Because that's what yeah. we're pouring. Well, it, let me tell you right oh, now. Oh, that is what we're pouring right now. Yeah. Yes, that's true. So there's been like an overwhelming response from people. Overwhelming to a certain degree, of course, because we're brand new. Overwhelming for us. Over, yeah, exactly. I didn't expect anyone to actually listen to the first one, let alone actually message us. And the common thread is like people are actually like, they're enjoying what we're doing here. But I would say one out of every ten is like, hey, do you not know the difference between a stout and a porter? Why are you talking about beer? <laughs> yeah. We're, we, we, we brew beer and uh, don't know what we're making. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, you know what? I'm just the muscle. Adam points at stuff and I just like, I grunt and I, I do stuff. I pick things up. Yeah. Put them, them down. down. Pick it up. And I clean oh, you stuff. Do, yeah, I was going to say, you yeah. do more than just clean. the heavy lifting. Well, yeah. that's... that's your, your dad life clean. Yes. Yeah. I, I would say the, the papa lifestyle bleeds through into all aspects of my daily activity. Uh, like I was telling you earlier, if you watch me pack uh, a dad bag to go out to the park, you'd be like, oh my god, are you packing for the apocalypse? But I get it done in like five minutes. Uh, yeah, I'll, get, I'll get you in and out. Boom, boom. <laughs> so will I. Oh, shit. Yeah, you're, ta you're on top of it. Cleanliness and organization is where I lack. Yeah. Well, cleanliness I'm fine in the brewery. But organization I suck at. So it's much appreciated. Well, yeah. the, the good thing, too, is that... Where I lack in overall competency in brewing beer is where you support me. So that's, <laughs> I think it's a fair trade. It's what I bring to the table. Yeah. You, uh, all the skills. I just, I just clean stuff. That's I'm just like, here. That's like, if you look on my Instagram, I'm just a, I'm a, I'm not an assistant brewer. I'm a brewer's assistant. I wanted to be very clear about my, my role in this thing. All right, Dwight. Yeah, hey, listen, assistant to regional manager. I, I want to make sure everyone knows that I am. <laughs> Got a beat for him out there. And yeah. Yeah, you're like the assistant to Lori. And then she's yeah. just like, well, he's got it. Yeah, which is nice. <laughs> she just is like, oh, well, Matt, Matt kind of knows kind of what he should almost be doing. So I can just 
Which is fine. Then she goes and creates phenomenal artwork. Yeah, she's going to go do the label. I, yeah. I think you're downplaying yourself a little bit. I'm not. You, you and I, <laughs> given, given the recipe, I think between us we could... So are you trying to say that between our but two, Adam, two thick bodies is one good brain? Yeah. <laughs> but Adam is, is the key cog. Oh, yeah. I mean, 1,000%. There's, like, I'll say this. We're capable. There's no way, no way that we show up today and just say, Josh, let's brew a beer. And Adam gets to kick his feet up on the keyser and drink beers and watch us. I don't even know, like, parts per grain to, to like, water distribution. He came in the one day I was using the wrong fucking stick to measure the water. Uh, and it's written on the stick. it's written on the stick! Written on the stick. That's what I'm saying. So, like... I mean, maybe... I'm jet-lagged. <laughs> so, I wouldn't be able to do I it. I wish you but. were here... God bless San Diego. It's sunny, sunny skies. Let's not downplay that my liver might survive till after I'm 55 if these guys weren't here. Because I wouldn't be drinking as much while I'm brewing. And so they're helping me get to that hole in the ground. <laughs> anyway, like, I can accelerate one of your goals. Adam. Just like a good friend should. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. what we're here If you're for. not pushing each other, what you doing? Welcome back. And for our next segment, Josh's Bets of Doom. <laughs> so Josh, uh, we have lots of really great fights coming tonight on the UFC uh, 259 card, and I want you to let us know how we are going to make this so much fun for ourselves. Yeah, man. So we were talking about it. it it's kind of a ripoff of a couple couple sports podcasts that we've listened to. Yeah. They, they do like a football poll or something like that. What we decided to do with Decaying with the Boys is we're going to start a betting cycle. Mm -hmm. Every every week when we do an episode, we're going to pick out a couple couple sports things. doesn't have to be tonight. We have a UFC fight. Yeah. Stacked card, by the way. Absolutely, Absolutely stacked. stacked card. Three title fights, yeah. one card. Yeah. Great fights. You Blood. Got, yeah, you got guts. Fortune. Chokeouts. Yeah. Boom. So what we're doing <laughs> is we'll pick out the UFC fight tonight, five Five fights. Okay. We'll go through and we'll just do a straight up pick. Sounds good. Loser gets punished by the winner. Hell yeah, man. What, what I'm throwing out there for this next one, mm -hmm. on air, loser drinks a six or a Smirnoff or Zima, whatever Ugh. we can get our hands on. So that'll be on air next podcast? Yeah. Okay. Oh, dear God. Yeah. You know, like, the three of us are probably already battling borderline type 2 diabetes, right? And you're... Yeah. <laughs> so that's the ultimate challenge. Friends push friends. That's yeah. right. You want to reach your goals or not? Eat your spinach. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, God, dude. Okay, so. So we've got the UFC fight tonight. Yeah. I understand we're recording this on the day of the UFC mm -hmm. fight. It It's going to be a little mistimed because the fight will happen and then people will know what we were picking. Yeah. But that's the fun of it. That and is we'll, the fun. And we'll all be together for the punishment. We yeah. will. <laughs> we will. Yeah. So, so kicking it off, what I'll do. I'll just I'll just name the fight. Okay. You guys tell me who you want. I'll write it down. Keep it. Uh, and, and you're, you're picking too. Like we're not. Oh no, I'm picking. This is a three-way three of death. You don't even need to take very good notes because we have audio evidence. Yeah, this absolutely. Yeah. So I'll tell you what though. If we didn't have audio evidence, I would monopoly the fuck out of this and cheat <laughs> the whole time. Yeah, I, I do not like Shmirnov. <laughs> no, no, nobody does. No, I, no, no. 
blonde white girls in southern sororities love Shmirnov. I got, I, I went, I tra when I travel down to visit anybody in my in my relatives or friends or anything, Texas, Florida, Georgia, wherever, the, I get iced. I always get iced. Oh, they're still doing that. They still do that stupid shit. But yeah, Jesus. I mean, good lord. But anyway, I digress, Josh. Let's do this, man. All right. So the first fight that we sh should have up tonight is Santos versus Rachel. Santos versus Rachel. So what order do we want to go in here? We're uh, since we're just doing straight up, I won't necessarily read the odds. Or do you want? Do you guys want to know the it, odds? You can just uh, so you know. Yeah, yeah, you can read them all. All right. I so mean, we, I did my research already, but yeah, for the people. Oh got, yeah. We got Santos as the underdog coming in at a plus one forty-two, and Rachel coming in at minus one sixty-eight. Okay. So Adam, who you got? Well, for UFC cards, I'm notoriously an underdog guy. So for that reason, I picked Rachik because <laughs> I don't think Santos is going to be able to get out of his underdog status. Um, I'm picking Alexander Rachik. Um, he's much younger uh, in his past fights. He's a much more accurate, much more calculated fighter. Um, but they're both very powerful. Um, but it's just going to be a it's going to be kind of a slug off type of match, in my opinion. But Rachik is going to use a little bit more technique, probably dip, dodge, and like get the counter punch in there. And I think he's going to catch Santos and, and beat him in the end. That's fair. That's fair. You know, you, you're notorious for betting the underdogs. So am I. Yeah. I I like a good parlay of the underdogs. <laughs> you live on parlays. I live and die by them. I want, at some point, I want you to take a screenshot of some of those. I have like fucking like 15 game yeah. parlays. But you bet $1 and you can win like 1500 <laughs> Yeah. Sweet, for a buck, it's worth the risk. It's worth it. Yeah. yeah. But Matt. Yeah. So who you got? So, I, I, I actually really like this fight. I think that, you know, the odds really show it's a, it's a pretty close fight. I like uh, Santos. I like Santos by knockout. I think that he has a... His, his skill set's kind of unrefined, and I think that makes him dangerous and unpredictable. And he does have a couple submission victories in his, in his history over some different promotions. So, I'm kind of excited to see uh, someone like Santos just kind of go... And not to be like a casual fanboy, but like go all uh, you know uh, Diaz on him. Just come out there and start throwing like bombs off the rip. So that's my choice. I'm going Tiago Santos. He totally could catch him. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. It's just oh yeah. Who gets the so yeah. who gets that power punch in first? That's solid because I'm following suit. Yeah. I I'm going Santos only because. Oh God. I I know him from past fights. Yeah. I know he has that power behind him, and if he catches Rachik. Done. It's, it's over, yeah. Plus, he's the underdog. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, side note about that fight real quick. He has the sweetest chest piece tattoo in <laughs> UFC right now since Brock Lesnar retired. He's just got say, a big Thor What about hammer. Brock? He, he's gone. I know, and a hammer's better than a dick anyway. <laughs> <laughs> the dick is piercing his stern. Wait, are we so talking like, about Brock or the tattoo? Bro Brock's the dick. Bro yeah, Brock's, yeah, I'm talking about Brock's okay. tattooed dick. Yeah, it, well, oh, God, man, that tattoo makes Ask me... Sable. <laughs> that poor woman you you know i didn't mean to do that oh man you know you know have you seen his kids yeah look just like him yeah poor those things. fuckers had to come out like butterball turkeys yeah. oh yeah well, and yeah, sable's, sable's not a but, but here's the thing though sable knew what she was getting into oh, it's yeah. not like you don't know what brock lesnar looks like and yeah. then his dad looks just like him too. I mean, it's it's not a mystery. Yeah. The Lesners are built a very certain kind of way. One hundred percent. Yeah. So, so uh, here's the difficult part, though, Josh. You and I both picked Santos. So we did. We have to tie break that a little bit, buddy. We got five fights. Five fights. Okay. Yeah. We'll yeah. Get there. Five fights. All right. Well, 
All right, if we get to a tiebreaker, man, we'll, I think, rock, we'll rock paper. Scissors. I think if we're, Archambeau. Yeah. I think a good tiebreaker is for the last fight we picked, uh, round and method. Like, there oh, we go. Okay. Style, the style bender fight. We yeah. Okay, okay, perfect. Yeah, yeah. So then, the second fight we've got. I'm a butcher the hell out of that name. I can't wait. Makachev. That, I think you're pretty good. Yeah. Versus Is, Dober? Islam Makachev yeah. versus Drew Dober. I, I, you were like, please beat the Dober. Please beat the Dober. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so on that, I'll kick it off. What are the odds on that one? So we've got Makachev at minus 450 and Dober at plus 350. <laughs> you know. Wait, what's that guy's name again? The first one? Makachev. 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 <laughs> Islam. Yeah. I can say that one. Yeah. Islam. Yeah. I know that. So I'm not even going to go into the background of this fight. I'm not. I'm not super versed on either of okay. these guys. Well, I got you on that part. But yeah. <laughs> minus four fifty, I'm taking him all day. That's that's a telling. All day. Yeah. 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 So I will tell you why he's a minus four fifty and why I'm picking him, even though he's not the underdog. So maybe I'm picking favorites this uh, this this fight night. Um, I am also taking Islam Makachev uh, for the reason that he is a very strong up and comer. UFC are pushing the crap out of him for good reason. Uh, he's a young star. They're, they're, they're giving him top talent each fight to grow him up to that title picture. Um, but he is excellent on the ground. His BJJ offense is stellar. And Drew you, Dober... You stole my reasoning? Motherfucker! That's not my whole reasoning, because Drew Dober is also crap on the ground. <laughs> so, if this goes to the ground, it's hands down, Makachev's going to either submit him real quick, or just grind him out into a decision win. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, mean Dober has to keep it standing to even have a chance. Yeah. So I'm taking Islam Makachev. So even on that, he's Adam said he's on a tear. He's on a six-fight win streak yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah. And he's going against... Dober's no... He's not slouch. slouch. No. He's coming in off a three-fight win streak. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's also no worm. So, he sucks no. on the ground. Yeah, that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> so when I was looking at these fights, and I, I've had the opportunity to see some of like the other promotions with Makachev in it, and just seeing how he approaches his fight, the confidence he brings to the ring is an absolute monster in itself. He's a Terminator, and... I love wrestlers, and that's why I was gonna pick him too, and I'm still gonna pick him. And I and I'm gonna throw out there right now. I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot on this one and say it's gonna be a submission in the second round. There's gonna I think strong possibility. I think that Makachev is gonna try to fill out Dober's striking, and once he realizes he can get inside Dober's stance, kind of break that wide boxer stance, he's going to the ground, and I think Makachev is gonna link in something fucking. Vicious, and I'm yeah. gonna love it. Yeah, so I'm taking I'm taking Makachev too. Uh -oh. He's choking people. That's what I'm talking about. So now now we're moving into the heavy fights. You yeah, got, you got the three title fights. One now. of the titles, the the important ones, if you will. So on the next one, we've got Aljamain Sterling versus Petroyan. I call it. I want to say Patter. I know it's not. I know for sure it's not Peter. No, yeah, for sure. Petro, yeah. I think, I think. Peter, yeah. Petro, Yeah. So on this one, we've got Jan at minus 118, Sterling at plus 100. It's going to be a close fight. The odds suggest close fight. Because yeah. if you look at some of the other ones, like we just talked about, the minus yeah. 450 plus 350, that alone... <laughs> I the, Here's the thing. I'm looking at the next one, and I'm... Chuckle myself. Yeah. I'm sorry. Keep we'll, we'll get <laughs> So, you've got Sterling coming in on a five-fight win streak. You've got Jan coming in on a seven-fight. Uh, 
This is gonna be a banger. Yeah. Yeah. There's agreed. There's no way around it. I I see it staying on the staying on the feet for at least the first round, round and a half. Ooh. You do? I do. Okay. I do. Um, because they're gonna go, they're gonna keep swinging. You've got Yawn without any submission wins in his career. Sterling does have four. Um, and they're vicious submission wins. But Yawn has four KOs. Yeah, it's it's the classic so, tale: of the striker versus the goblin. Yeah, one hundred percent. Really is. Uh, so for this, yeah. I'm going champions advantage. Uh huh. Petrian. That's a you know what solid pick. This line is so close, and, and Jan's hands are made of cement. I mean, this dude oh, is throwing sure. bombs, and it's not like he has to save energy to throw bombs late in rounds. He's throwing bombs consistently, which is terrible. He's got dangerous. a six point three two significant strike ratio. It's ridiculous. To Sterling's four point eight. He can throw like, from a short distance too. He doesn't yeah. need to. He doesn't need to wall up the hook from out nope. wide. He can do it. He's got a very nice yeah. tight stance. Everything comes from inside the body. It's gonna be a banger, man. I honestly, I don't think Sterling can stay toe to toe with him. Um, so, I I'm saying for me personally, again, loving grapplers, I think we're gonna see a new champion. I think Sterling. Okay. I think Sterling's camp was smart to understand that Jan is too strong of a striker, and he is gonna try to take Jan down. I haven't seen much of Jan's uh, takedown defense or a submission defense. Um, but I would say, if it were me, and I was in Sterling's camp, I'd say stay away from those hands. So I'm picking Sterling. I think he's going to choke Yawn out. There you go. There's the tiebreaker. Boom. All right. It's on you, buddy. It's on me. So I agree. This is the closest fight of the night, in my opinion. Um, and I'm actually picking an underdog. I'm going also with Aljamain Sterling. Uh, like I said, I think he's going to be super close. Sterling definitely needs to keep his distance out of the reach of... Uh, Peter Yawn or Petre Yawn, whatever. Yawn, get out of his. I'm, not, I'm going Hunger Games. Well. I'm saying Petter. Petter, I like Petter. Petter Yawn. Um, so yeah, he needs to he needs to take him down and, and use his ground game to win. I think Yawn won't be able to match him on the ground, but will be able to destroy him uh, on the feet. And and that's why I think it's staying up for the yeah, first. Yeah, well, well, at least round and a half, two rounds. I'm gonna say this right now. I think Yawn can finish this in the first well, round. And I, I don't want to. Yeah, he can. Yeah. But I don't want to discredit uh, Aljamain Sterling. His stand up is getting better, especially yeah. his kicks. So oh, okay. if he can keep him in kicking distance, that works for him too. Can't, but can he? I don't. Yeah. I don't know. Well, do you Yon's think he's knows... also gonna go into that trend now? Like you saw, Conor McGregor get dismantled by like precision calf kicks, and that's because like, if you watch the okay, Contender yeah. series, people are really picking that. I mean, that's also kick. to oh, yeah. to look at our main event. Uh, that's how Israel beat Costa in the last fight. Yeah, he beat Just that beat crap out of his out leg, leg. Yeah. until he was slowed down, and then. To, to you can't stand, if you can't yeah. stand up, can't throw punches. Right. And if you can't uh, keep your balance, you can't yeah, that, grapple. That calf kick is a new uh, yeah. is a new style. A lot of people are using that's yeah. way more effective than your traditional leg kick. Which is funny too, because if you go back to John Jones when he was uh, really coming up early, he had that front push kick that he was hitting people Ooh. in the knee with. Yeah, it looks it, so bad. It looks brutal as shit, and people were talking about how that would look kind of dirty. Uh, it's a legal hit. Though. I loved it. I love that kick. It looks like a career ender. Yeah, but it it's, does. It's yeah, legal. It, 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 Right now, if you look at it too, like, and I go back to McGregor because he's, yeah, he, I think he has the widest boxing stance I've ever seen in the MMA. I mean, he he brings he brings the widest stance. And if he got caught with one of those things on, on an advanced push, he'll, he'll hyperextend his knee so quick. I, yeah, I remember seeing the one of the first John Jones fights where he used that, and I was like, oh, this man is trying to turn people into ostriches, right? Yep. 
1,000 fucking percent, man. All right, so I think we got all those ones picked for that one. Josh, what is next? I might have missed it. Who who was Adam's pick on that? I, I took Sterling. He's okay. on Team Sterling. Okay. It is okay. my only... Spoiler alert, it's my only underdog pick. <laughs> on the oh, God. All right, so this, this is the most overwhelming fight of the night. It's not even... <laughs> yeah, to follow, to follow the closest, this is the fucking... <laughs> The farthest reaching fight. Listen, guys. Amanda Nunez is about to go down to high school and just dominate. Yeah. We've, <laughs> we've got Amanda Nunez, the champ champ, Yeah, coming in at a minus 1,200. I'm, let, me, let me say this right now before you keep going. I'm going to tell you right now, when the history books are written, Amanda Nunez is going to be the best pound-for-pound fighter that ever came through the UFC. It doesn't matter about gender. It doesn't matter about finishes. I'm afraid to see what she does on the ground. She doesn't have to go there yet, but I'm afraid to see what she does. I'm not arguing you. Yeah. You'll get no I'm argument. throwing it out yeah. to the masses. No, yeah. 100% can be pound for pound. Yeah. Regardless of gender. A- absolutely. G- gender striking ability. Gra- I, she's just... I honestly right now would put her up against anybody in the matching men's. Yeah. And if, if you can give her a chance. Yeah. Oh, she'd have more than a chance. I, honestly, we're not even seeing her entire skill set, but I'm getting so far in the weeds of how much I love Amanda Nunez, only because, too, she's destroyed everybody's idols. And yet we haven't even talked about the competitor I, yet. And I feel so bad because she's a fucking phenomenal fighter. She is. Who? <laughs> so so we, we went on that we went on yeah. that Nunez rant. Sorry. However, it's, it's Amanda Nunez coming in at minus 1,200 against Megan Anderson at a plus 750. Guys, look. There's no question. There. Yeah, we're Megan all... Anderson isn't even ranked no. from the last I saw, which is amazing because she's there's not. like there's only like how many fighters are even in that division, and she's not even ranked eight. Yeah, like, <laughs> well, they have a top yeah. fifteen. The, yeah, she's but not in the top fifteen. No, that's insane because I can tell you, it's right a very now, small weight class. You've seen, I've seen, and I don't know if you've seen Megan Anderson in other promotions, dude. She's I've seen her in the UFC. Legit striker. Yeah. She's legit. Striker. Oh no, she's she's, not she's bad. tough. She's tough. Yeah, yeah. she can. She can definitely be a champion. Yeah. Not right now, though. Because what is Nunez leaves? Gatekeeping that shit. <laughs> yeah. So, hands down. Nunez, lock it in. I feel like everyone's picking Nunez. I will also pick Nunez, but I will give Megan Anderson the slight chance because this fun fact I found, yeah. uh, this is Amanda Nunez's first fight as a mother. So, Ooh. will that inspire her to dominate even further, or will that make her a little more of a sensitive fighter? Just throwing that out there, yeah. but I'm still picking Nunez 100. That deep stalker vibe. Yeah. Well, I, no, no, no. Not a deep stalker <laughs> vibe. It was on the MMA fights when they when they adopted their. Do I, I, I don't know if they adopted their child or what the. I was gonna say if she's a I don't know if. She's a mother now. If, if, it, goes, if it kind of goes into like the parent-child kind of relationship, do you think she'll go full Matt Murray and forget that she has a glove hand? <laughs> Rest in peace, Mr. Murray. I don't. <laughs> Also, rest in no, peace, Matt I, Murray. Ottawa is eating him alive just right now. The, it's, oh, it's fucking terrible. Just the look, Ottawa eats everybody alive. Yeah. Let's be honest. Just the look of Amanda Nunez, I feel like this is going to bring out the, the mother lion in her and oh, just yeah. make her more terrifying. She's terrifying. Yeah. Her, her press conference, I don't watch many of them. Because I don't, I, unless they have a big, like, big time shit talker, I don't really watch them. But I watched hers, and she has that smile that she puts on when she talks about hurting people. And it scares the crap out yeah. of me. Yeah. But... You know, bless Amanda Nunez. She came out there and she destroyed everyone's idols. She took those belts. She didn't ask for them. She took them. And good job on earning the respect yep. you deserved since beating 
Yeah. Fucking Ronda Rousey. Everyone was like, it's a fluke. They were just, yeah. Yep. yeah. And then she dismantled it was un- Cyborg. It was oh, unfair yeah. how many people she had to beat to gain yeah. that respect. She, but she kicked got Chris enough. Cyborg out of the UFC. This is where you got to call uh, uh, Joe Coy, because somehow he always knows, like, some random Filipino over, like, it's like, tr- like kicking down trees and shit. Somewhere with a little tink tink? Yes. Yeah. So what, what it's going to be is... Is it's gonna? It's never gonna be anyone you know that's gonna take Amanda Nunez. I think it's gonna be like Joe Coy's gonna be like, "Hey, I found somebody," and he and Bobby Lee are gonna like march this <laughs> unknown Filipino fighter down to the ring, and she's gonna look like 135 pounds of just twisted skin, and she's yeah. gonna kick Amanda Nunez's head off. But until then, there's nobody in line's gonna take those belts from her. Cool. Yeah. So, moving on to the main event of the evening. Yet another championship fight. We've got champion versus champion, actually. It's wonderful. With Adesanya moving yeah. up to take on Blockowitz. Blockowitz. I, I was saying Jan uh, Blockowitz. 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 Yeah. 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 Close enough. It's a so name, right? I'm going to refer to him as Jan. Yeah. Jan. Jan. So guys, I have this pulled up on my phone because that's where I'm pulling some stats from. Yeah. I need you guys to see on the UFC app. The way that they have this pictured. Oh my. One of those men is bigger. Oh my does, god. Does that not make it look like Adesanya Ooh. is a child? Yeah, but he also ate a pizza on the scale, so He's I like him. He's two inches taller. And coming in official weight, I didn't see the weigh-ins, but based on the app, it's about a 30-pound difference. Yeah, it's... It, but I don't think 30 pounds makes adult too. 12-year-old. Well, Adesanya, I think, came in heavier than they expected to. He, he weighed in at 200 and a half pounds. 200 and a half pounds. Okay. And, and it was like, it was uh, it was phenomenal to see it. I mean, you really saw him come in at, at probably his healthiest. And, uh, oh, yeah, he looks. He looks, I mean, he's always. He looks beefy. He he's looks always good. scary. Yeah. And now he, he looks comfortable scary. I hope he didn't, I, and I don't think he would jeopardize his speed, but I hope he's just as fast, just with that yeah. much more power. And with all that said, guys, He's actually the favorite. Yeah, he's yep. a minus two twenty favorite against understandable a plus one eighty five. As he should be one hundred percent. So this, I guess we're all picking at Sonia no, on this one. Uh, okay, okay, I'm no. not. Okay, well I'll I'm go ta- first then. I'm taking the underdog. Okay, we'll yep. go. You go first then. I'm taking Blockowicz because because you can't pronounce his name correctly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I honestly, I the moving up and being so cocky about it, mm-hmm. I think is going to come back to bite. Adesanya in the ass, mm-hmm. and I think he's going to get rocked. Yeah. It's, and, because if we're going for, we don't need the tiebreaker, because we've, I've, we've picked different, yeah. but I'm going to say it's going to be a split decision. Ooh, that's wow. actually quite, uh, you know what, with the size difference and stuff? Yeah. That, that weight, I think the weight yeah. is going to play a big factor. Yeah. Well, I'm going to... Normally, and in the past, I would have agreed with Josh on Israel coming in a little too cocky. But I thought that when he beat Robert Whitaker, he beat Yoel Romero, and he beat Costa. So <laughs> he backed up that cockiness every single time. Yeah. Not only that, but Romero and Costa both fight well into the 200-pound range yeah. when they come in for the fight. Yeah. They weigh in at middleweight, but they go out in a body back. Yep. Um, so I, I just think I think it is going to be a closer fight than we're used to seeing out of a uh, an Adesanya fight, but he's lighter, faster, younger, much younger. I mean, Jan is up there for a fighter. 38 to 31. Yeah, so he's, yeah. yeah. 
He's he's up there. Um, the weight advantage does need to be neglected, though. There's going to be a lot of power in that additional weight yep. that Jan has, and Jan has a similar thing to uh, Jan. Jan has a similar thing to Jan in the previous championship. I like the Peter name. Jan. They, bo- they, both can, uh, they both can throw uh, very powerful strikes from a very short distance. Yeah. Um, so if he gets him in the clinch, uh, Israel's got to watch it. Yeah. Like, Israel's got to keep him at distance, use them kicks, use them wide feet, and, uh, and throw. So I, I don't want I, I to cut you off too soon here because we're talking about cocky. So I need to ask this real quick. Matt. Yeah. I, real quick, who's your pick? Uh, you know what? I, here's the thing, man. I've been watching the UFC for a really long time, and like even back to when it was like sumo wrestlers taking on like 120 pound jujitsu practitioners. Um, and the one thing I've always liked about the fighters that I like uh, that they're humble. I think the style bender is really getting full of himself right now, and I think he's going to come into this whole camp. He's gonna just be like, "Oh, I'm gonna move and wait. I'm comfortable." See, I thought you, I thought you liked cocky fighters. I thought you liked yeah. cockiness. No, I mean, I, I'm not cocky. I don't like being cocky. I don't like drawing attention to myself. Oh, you're Did not you cocky. About that? Did you look at the show notes for today? Yeah, I fucking wrote them. What's Matt's birthday celebration at the end? What are you talking about, <laughs> guys? I'm putting a picture up on our Facebook and Instagram wait. of the show notes at the bottom. You'll see what we're talking about. All right, so so if we want to get into it, you know, I write these things so we can dive in, and I put it on there, and, and you know, it's maybe not the boldest thing that we talk about, but like you guys knew about it for a week, and I come in here and I don't see any gifts. There's nothing. You guys didn't say happy birthday. I barely did any show prep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What did we talk about the first time? Yeah, but I thought like the first were... episode we said I come in unprepared. That's my thing. I still had empty beer cans on his seat. Yeah, well, uh, the glasses from last night. I mean, all right. Well, uh, so we were cleaning up as he rolled up with his little laptop bag. You know what? It's fine. You guys didn't get me gifts, and it's f- I know there's a lot of love here. Hey guys, make sure you celebrate my birthday at the end. <laughs> it's all right. Fine. Um, but look, look. If you're hinting at it, yeah, I'll stick it. Listen, man, I. Whoa! There's a moon in the sky, and you decide to shoot right over it. Just give me a fucking card. I don't need. I don't need butt play. Yeah. He doesn't want his prison fantasy lived out. Yeah, Jesus <laughs> Christ. I'm trying to stay away from that. Uh, but two things. One, I'm taking uh, Mr. Jan Black of which, however you want to say that. And I'm going to say right now that the size advantage is going to take him over the moon, and I think it's going to be. Uh, a brand new champ champ that we're going to be talking about here. And I think the style bender is going to have to build his way back up to be the dominant force that he has shown that he is. But also, guys, I got us all a present. I got all of us something that we're all going to love. Papa reached back into his old pop punk days. If you remember, I used to play in a really mildly not so successful band called Radio Flyer back in the day with some of my friends. And we used to play with a wonderful band that had uh, Mr. Richie Brioli in it, and Richie has offered his services to write us some intro music. I do remember his band being a lot better than yours. Very much so. They were more organized, they played better, they actually liked each other. It was quite a sight to behold. Um, I like that he he's so nice. Uh, he talked to me for a while, and he's going he's gonna to give us some fun uh, intro music so we can use. That way we can kind of... You know, really keep being ourselves. So I'm excited to see what he can come up with. And that's my gift. 
my birthday gift to me and also to you guys. So I hope you guys really appreciate it when it comes out. Yeah, man. Thanks for setting that up. Hey, no problem, man. Uh, I just, you know, I want to have fun. I want to do this uh, DIY as much as I can. And I and Richie holds a special place in my heart. Uh, we played a lot of shows together way back when, um, when I sucked. And he would, he helped me with everything, man. Like my equipment, my guitar setups, uh, sound, promotions, you name it. He was there for it. And, um, and an all-around nice dude. Yeah, very nice. Super nice. So uh, I look forward to that coming out. And, and of course, everyone is going to be able to listen to it. I'll make sure that I drop it here when we come back to you from the Joe Tormo on another episode. Um, so speaking of talking to the people that like us, speaking to the people that have actually listened to the first episode and have given us positive feedback. Yeah, you were telling me we got some... Uh, yeah. Uh, some... Some questions. It's actually really cool. And I didn't think it was going to happen so quickly. So um, thank you to everyone who sent emails out. I, I picked the ones that I felt that we could really try this segment out on first. Um, so I probably got like, I don't know, a couple dozen emails. So thank you again. Uh, but so there are questions here that I feel like we actually have enough experience in to give decent answers. So, the, the first email I got here, and I'm paraphrasing this, of course, because there was a lot of background fair, to it. Fair. But, uh, long and short is, how do I get my girlfriend into craft beer? So, it sounds like a guy, uh, some background on it, he's been a beer head since before he met his girlfriend. Oh, now we're giving dating advice. That's bad. Yeah. Three, <laughs> three guys in their mid-30s. Dr. Jill. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, it sounds like he was a beer head before. Uh, he's, and when he got with his girlfriend, she was kind of like that Miller Lite... Coors Light, Bud Light kind of thing, and he's trying to get her into it, because um, he goes out a lot with his friends, sounds like he also homebrews, he's trying to get her into the scene, so he's looking at us, he's like, how can I get my girlfriend into it? So, I've, I love this question. Okay. I'm currently living that life. Nice. So, yeah, we, we do it here. Yeah. We, we homebrew, we help with Adam. My girlfriend is trying to get into craft beer. Okay. There's, there's a certain snob quote-unquote level yeah when it comes to craft i could agree with that that we kind of joke about we're like hashtag snob life yeah you know <laughs> i i think but, like there's that snob quality but also if it's somebody that's not into beer at all yeah it comes off as a lower class thing because they think of oh it's all cores like going to the nascar race tailgating correct right. yada yeah, yeah. yada and, and that's, so it's a it's a, a double-edged sword that yeah. it's tough yeah. but i also want to say too I, I, and just we are we're in the beer scene as much as we possibly can be doing what we do. And I will say that the majority of the people that we deal with are very welcoming. They, they like, they like when new people come out and try their stuff and they try to be as accommodating as possible. 100%. Yeah. And that's, so when I, when I started talking to my girlfriend, mm -hmm. we were talking about the, the beer scene cause she's very interested in like what I do. You know, it's a, it's a healthy relationship. Yeah. Um, so she was asking questions. She she likes to know about what's going on on brew days and stuff, and it it kind of blew her mind at the styles that there are, and that's kind of what people don't understand. Yeah, is, it's complex. Yeah, when when they hear craft beer, like he said, like Adam said, it, IPAs. It's always IPAs. Well, IPAs, double IPAs. Yeah, quad IPAs. I mean, that's the one in the mid '90s that kind yeah. of broke first that everybody could yeah. attach to or attack. Right. And right. but there's so much. You've got stout, 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 stout season. Ba, 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 ba. You've got porters. You do have the IPAs, but 
You add the flavors on top of it. You get the hot bombs. You got the mellow ones. You come in yeah. with the milkshake IPAs. Mm -hmm. You add some lactose to some stuff. I'm not going to get ahead of ourselves, but you, we're doing the cream ale today. Yeah. You, you've got that style. You've got the lagers, the ales. There's so much out there that, honestly, for whoever sent this in, yeah. all you have to do is get your girlfriend to try it. Yeah. That's it. No, there's no pressure behind it. Right. And, Just and try it. Like, if you don't like it, that's that's okay. Right. And out of, and even some in COVID season, you can get a flight of beer at your craft breweries. Right. So, I mean, split split a flight. Uh, you, you get a wide array of what you want. Let her sip them. If she likes them, let her keep them. If she doesn't, you drink them. Yeah. You know? That's, that's my exact thing that I've told. Because yeah. I'm like, if, if you don't like it, yeah. I like all beer. Right, yeah. Right. Give it to there's me, I'll very, drink it. There's very limited styles that I don't partake in. Even if I don't like it? I'll still drink it. I'm cheap enough to... I'm going to drink that, yeah. I'm going to still drink the shit out of it. But so, I was going to say, too, for me, I feel like this guy already has a launching point. She seems to like Pilsners and light beers, so that she already has a base. It's not like she's coming in like, I don't like beer at all. Then you, you look at the lighter side yeah. of craft. Yeah, get them Kolsch's, get them Hellas. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm an author of right now. My favorite light beer that I've had over the past, uh, the, the Pandy was going on. Hey, you, I mean, you got hams. Hams is always there to comfort you. But I was going to say. The official um, sponsor of Bash Brew. Not, cra <laughs> not craft. Not craft. <laughs> Uh, North Country Kolsch, I think, is yeah. a phenomenal beer. Yeah. Uh, it's so clean. It's so crisp. It's got great flavor. And I think anybody who's kind of into beer will like that beer. It's a good stepping stone. Yeah, and to go uh, close to the Jojatorium here, uh, Helicon yeah. brewing does traditional German styles and lighter styles mm -hmm. very well, very clean. Oh, yeah. There's a, there's a brewery by my house mm -hmm. that... For the next podcast, I planned on use it doing the shout out for them. Yeah. So I won't get too deep into that. That, that, that Vienna Lager. That Vienna Lager is real good. <laughs> that Vienna, Vienna Lagers are awesome. It's real good. A good hot day. Yeah. Dad's out there mowing the grass. Their menu is just crisp. And this is yeah. this is Monday's brewing, by the way. Well, I don't think we said the name. No, I was yeah. I yeah. gonna save that till next well, week. I, I can't that's but we'll, we'll feature them next Monday. week. We will. Yeah. We're, we're featuring Mondays next week. Yeah. Wonderful that, company. That's me that's me coming out. Yeah. Their brew system is awesome too. But we'll their menu, their, yeah, that's coming up next week. Their menu is crisp. Mm -hmm. Their stout comes in at like a 4.5. So very crushable. Yeah. Very crushable. That's the kind of thing that you yeah. wanna that you wanna try. Well, I think too, uh, the other thing here is that let's let's play off of like your girl or your partner. Let's be let's be yeah. inclusive hey, hey. here. Your partner doesn't like beer. Oh, your your best friend. Yeah, your you best know? friend. Uh doesn't My like beer, but they like alcohol. Uh, let's just go right back to couch. I mean, they're coming out with some great canned, almost borderline mixed drinks right now. They're brewing them up. They're looking great. Yeah, ten percent hard seltzers, all inspired by classic cocktails. Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, how you can hit the nostalgia bomb. You can hit the flavor bomb. The the sugars are down. The calories are down. The carbs are down. I mean, this is such an enticing approach to someone who doesn't traditionally like beers. Uh, but wants to get into craft beer. Because I'm going to tell you right now, I thought seltzers were going to fat in, fat out, and I'm, they're here to stay. Not only that, but uh, significant others and friends alike, if yeah. they don't like craft beer, many of the small craft breweries in PA, including Couch, have PA spirits and wine. Too. Yes. So um, yeah. I'm not sure on the wine at Couch, but they definitely have PA spirits yeah. and will make you a great mixed cocktail. Isn't there a thing, too, where like some breweries are making their own soda? Isn't that like... Uh, it's... 
getting there. I mean, from what I've seen, shout out to another brewery we'll yeah. feature eventually. Abjuration did like a hard cream soda, yeah. but it was like it was it was a beer flavored light cream soda, but it was Phenomenal. oh my god, yeah. so good, very crushable. So for my advice for yeah. this this guy and for anybody looking to get another person into craft beer, um, I my first I had three points. My first one you guys took. There's so many styles. Go and try them all. Um, but uh, if you're doing it from home and you, they're not readily available, try um, relating the person's food taste with oh, a yeah. beer taste. Uh, if they're a sweets person, go for these pastry weird ones. By the way, just got one last night. I cannot wait to try it. And it <laughs> might, it, I'm a pastry stout fiend. Harpoon came out with Mike's cannoli pastry uh, stout. I love cannolis. Can't wait. <laughs> so, again, if they're like a, I mean, I'm like a black coffee person, so yeah. I like bitter. That would lean into IPAs and pale ales. I mean, you, you just, you know, kind of be creative. If they're a robust, like, like steak and potatoes kind of person, porters and stouts. Yeah. You know, which kind of leads me into my other thing, pair it with food. Yep. Um, I'm not a food pairing expert, but, like, your lighter, crispy lagers and uh, pilsners and everything, they go well with fish, chicken. Uh, your darker beers go well with steak, beef. You know, and then my personal, my personal favorite, yeah, Yeah. my personal favorite, spicy food pairs excellently with a hoppy beer. Oh, yeah. So, like, a a spicy taco and an IPA, like. Let me tell you right now, that's what, Green Flash comes to the rescue when I'm smacking down some Condado tacos. Wow, man. I mean, no matter what dive bar I go to in Pittsburgh, it's a walk. You can get some hot wings and either a Southern Tier two-time IPA or a Bell's Two-Hearted. Yeah. That's like that that one dive bar I got near my house. They're like, we have three craft beers on tap. And the guy, the owner told me, he's like, it's always Southern Tier two times on yeah. the first one. Yeah, Pittsburgh embraced them completely. Yep. Fantastic. Uh, so, yeah, that's my, I mean, I think we, yeah. Yeah, I, think I, we, I, I mean, if you can't get it, that's all I can think of. That. Yeah. Also, last, last thing, too. Don't be afraid to ask questions to the brewers. Absolutely not. Brewers love talking about, it's art. It's an art. It's their painting. They want to talk to you about how it works, which is why I cannot wait to talk about Mondays because. Their brew system is incredible. And there's, I mean, I can't think of anybody in Pittsburgh, even like their front of house bartender people don't have significant knowledge about the beer. Right. So yeah, feel free to ask questions. Yeah. So yeah, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid, homie. Not to reference Diaz again, but don't be afraid, homie. (laughs) Ask questions, get answers. Um, So if you can't get anything from that, like, I don't know how else to help you, buddy. Uh, (laughs) After that, you got to dump your girlfriend. Uh, As Tom Likas would say, dump that bitch. Good luck. Good luck, bud. I'm married. I now. think you'll be fine. I'm married now. I, I can I can say whatever I want. <laughs> that's not true. That's at definitely all. that's less true than ever. Yeah, it's we like to make some fibs on this podcast, and that was the biggest fucking one I think. <laughs> so uh, the next thing here, and, and you know, I swore I wasn't going to talk about the pandemic because it's it's just like it's crushed a lot of things here. But this is something where I think we can all kind of come into play. Um, uh, they are working from home. They are at home at all times. They have some uh, people in their home that are immune compromised. So they're kind of afraid to go out. So they have just been crushing Netflix, Amazon Prime, uh, Hulu, everything on the planet. And they and they said, I have watched everything during the pandemic. Are there any suggestions on what to watch? Or is there anything that I can do? See, this one, it's the, the other one was easy for me. Yeah. This one's a little bit more difficult. Okay. Because... I do a lot of binging and repeating. So, like, if I, 
for instance, we'll say a show like Supernatural has 15 seasons. I love Supernatural. If <laughs> if I get through, I've gotten through like 13 seasons. Scrubs. Scrubs for me. Oh, Not a good I, one. I Not a good one. Yeah. But if I get through like 13 seasons and I stop for a while, mm-hmm. and then when I try to come back to it, I I kind of get confused for a second. Yeah. So my dumbass starts at season one, episode one. <laughs> That's the, I don't think you're And dumb. then I get, but I get stopped at the same, uh, same points again. So you, <laughs> because I'm so, like, so well, shit, I've watched me, this. You're thing. telling me you've watched the most significant story arcs of Supernatural, like, a million times. I can, I can repeat them at this point, yeah. have you watched the last two I would only, no. I, I would only, <laughs> I would only call you dumb based on the show. If it's like... You don't like Supernatural? No, 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 no. Like, that show, I could see you wanting to start from the beginning. Okay. Or, like, we, Breaking Bad, start from the beginning. Oh, yeah. But if we it's The Office, you're dumb. We had a conversation <laughs> about this yesterday, too, that... Yeah. For, for this... Oh, what, I just can't get over that Pam story arc. What, well, no, what, what I started watching through the pandemic... So, when I moved back up here, I, I said, screw, screw cable. Yeah. I downloaded everything that I could, streaming yeah. service-wise, and I got HBO Max. Smart. And a show that I want that I dabbled with back in like 2007, you 2010. Just bound it down. No, Big Bang Theory. I love. Oh, that's see. I and this is yeah. the reaction that I knew I was going to give. Verbal was, punch in the face. Verbal, verbal punch in the was, face. Was I? I was like, let's watch this. And then I, I binged that, got tired of that, and then moved into. Great food truck race, actually. I love that. I, show. I do a yeah, lot of. That's, I do that's a lot a of Food show. Network HGTV stuff. Um, I'll crap on Big Bang Theory, but I'm a reality. And that's I love yeah. crappy reality, especially when it comes to food reality shows. Yeah, I'm yeah. all about that. I'm Worst a, Cooks in America, aside from the one lady who murdered everybody, I'm definitely all yeah. about that. Love show. that one too. Yeah, <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I like the I like the news stories after. But I, I, I I'm also a creature that I like uh, trashy TV. Uh, Ninety Day Fiance, baby. Uh, Ninety Day Fiance. Think yeah, trashier. Totally. Think trashier. There's trashier. Jersey Shore. Rock of Love. Oh, it's good to say. Rock of Love. Rock, uh, what was the other one? Uh, Flavor Flavor of Love. Oh, yeah. Jesus. That's the that, only, those that's the go a little too deep for me. Dude, those are a little too... When New York spit on that other chick, and they almost fought in the, like, the little foyer of that beautiful mansion, I was like, this is VH1. That's the only thing I remember from college. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember when we were in college, we used to sit up in the... Uh, up in the student center, you didn't ever watch Charmed with me. Was that that was not your thing? No, that I, was not my oh thing. I watched man. Price is Right with you. I yeah, that's right. I, I would I would sit up there and I'd watch TV. Oh yeah, with that hippie guy that I used to hang out with. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah We'd yeah. watch Charmed. He seemed like a charming yeah. guy. Yeah, he, yeah, definitely. <laughs> so Josh is into super trashy stuff, and he's into reality TV, and you're into yeah, some like I said, trashy thing. Jersey yeah. Shore, uh, I definitely Real World. I'm I'm a big fan of the challenges. It's stupid drama. No, I can't yeah. do. But those. it makes me feel good about my life. That's what I need sometimes too. So yeah. I understand it completely. Adam, so mine takes a different turn, and I think it's why I'm becoming a little more paranoid uh, as this goes on. But I have I have three. I have one that is very uh, niche. It's on Shutter. It's a movie. Um, it's called Color Out of Space. Oh my god, I'm so happy you talked yeah. about this. And I, I watched it. It came out in 2019, but I didn't catch it until uh, two months ago, probably. Um, it's a middle budget. I think they only spent like $7 million on it. Yeah, which is... You know what's crazy? You say like it's a middle budget, $7 million, which is astronomical it's, to us. It's probably, probably low, right. it's probably low budget. It's like considered a low budget movie. But the, the graphics in it and the, the everything about it is yeah. wonderful. So the premise of it is... Um, 
it's based on a Lovecraft story, and uh, a meteorite hits this farm, um, and the family just starts getting kind of like encompassed yeah. by like this mutant organism or something and and every their whole world starts turning this technicolor yeah. kind of mystery thing and the best part is Nicolas Cage is the male lead in this and he plays a crazy person better than any crazy yeah. person um the gore is in your face but not like super bad but it's very well done the, the special effects are yeah. super well done um the story is crazy you'll have to watch it two three times to like try to wrap your head around mm -hmm. it but it's just very good, a very good thriller, and it's uh, it's on Shutter as of now. Yeah. Um. So if you don't have Shutter, it's I mean it's worth the money. They have great stuff. Also, on that. too, Shutter has that like free like seven or thirty day trial or whatever. Yeah. I did that. and I binge watched all the Phantasm movies. Yeah. I hate yeah. those trials. Yeah. Oh yeah, I do too. But I tell you what, I abuse them. I do too. I crush them. But I always forget. Then. You're in the billion dollar industry, yeah. buddy. Yeah. <laughs> I always forget. And then it's like. Set a reminder on your calendar. Yeah. Where the <laughs> fuck did all my money go? <laughs> to, to Shutter. And then I'm looking, I'm like, oh, I'm subscribed to CBS All Access, NBC. All of I'm like, shit. I don't even sign up for them. I just illegally stream. I mean, I pay for everything. Um, <laughs> well, that, was, that was Adam. <laughs> Not any of us. None of uh, Adam's statements are. Shared or they probably are. My, he'll be fired again next week. My, 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 we'll get again another cease and desist from fucking NBC. <laughs> my second one is a uh, is a bigger platform. It's from Netflix. I don't know where the show. I don't know if it's a Netflix original show or what. I just got into it. There's three seasons though, so it's a little older. But it's called Sinner, and I'm like five or six episodes in on it. Yeah. Um, in the first season, so hope I'm gonna try not to spoil anything. But basically. An event. It's a, a small town, upper upstate New York family. An event happens in episode one that goes into this investigation, and as they're peeling away the investigation, I watched six episodes in one night. Um, like just different things that, come up, and this what, whole story is you know unknown. Yeah, and yeah. it's it's phenomenal. Yeah, it's called Sinner. I know it was developed by the USA Network. Nice. But I don't think it was ever on there. I think it's I yeah. think it's a Netflix. People sleep exclusive. on the USA Network, by yeah. the way. But it's super yeah. creepy. It's like a really creepy crime drama. Nice. Love it, which is kind of my vein. And then my third thing is a platform everybody can get to, YouTube. Yeah. Uh, a YouTube channel called That Chapter. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's a it's an Irish uh, gentleman, younger, um, but he does a great job of profiling like serial killers and creepy events and crimes. Um, he uses great like news footage, courtroom footage to explain the story. He's got a great sense of humor. Um, and it's just a really interesting watch that can give you the chills and, and he just does really well. I found myself watching through his channel all week this week. Yeah. I, I was keeping up with it before the pandy, um, kind of lost it for a while during the pandy and like caught completely up now. Every yeah. time you guys say yeah. pandy, yeah. all I think is handy. Uh, <laughs> I was watching it through the handy. Verbal You're on the couch bit. just getting. No, I definitely do not. I definitely don't handy myself to that. Let chapter. me let me just say this real quick. Handy myself. But yeah, there but, is no hand job that'll keep me in my house longer than this pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> so the pandemic, yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, check out that chapter on YouTube. It's uh, if you're a true crime fan or just like some sadistic, mm -hmm. uh, scary stories. It's a it's a good channel. That's, uh, that definitely sounds like you. Our van right there. You need to move away from some of the scary stuff, though, my friend. Yeah, I know. That's three in a row that are all just... I was going to say, I was going to talk about, like, you're kind of in that van, but you know what? 
So are you? Sitting oh, there being yeah. so are sitting you. there getting paranoid about everything. Just... Uh, I would say my big thing right now. Bazinga. Oh yeah. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> so my big thing right now, uh, I just watched it. Well, two. I have two things here. Uh, one is called The Perfection, and it's on Netflix, and it was kind of a sleeper. Um, it's a horror psychological thriller that I really enjoyed. Um, so there's lots of twists and turns in this thing. Uh, I was actually very surprised by multiple twists in this thing. And they do this really cool thing, like how Memento kind of worked out, where they would rewind back to an event and play it forward with a new perspective. That's really cool. Um, but the premise here is that there is a school in Boston that teaches uh, young uh uh, boys and girls how to play the cello and they like excel and they become world-renowned artists and everything and there is uh and i say it for the sake of uh you know kind of separating out the stories there there is a there's a a white girl and a black girl and the white girl has to leave because her mother is sick to take care of her forever i mean like it's forever long and the, the, the black girl comes in and she takes over her the white girl's top spot and she becomes a world-renowned cellist. She's playing in Japan. She's playing in, in you know, down in South Africa. Like you're you're talking about all over the planet, um, and their worlds collide. I mean, and, and that's that's where I gotta leave it because sounds good. When they collide, it is a roller coaster. I will say this right now because I watched it with my wife, and at one point she looked at me. She goes, "The acting is really bad in this movie." And I said, "Yeah, it's on purpose." And she asked me why, and I said. Don't ask any more questions. I promise you just watch. I kind of figured yeah. this part out. And you will too. I mean, when you see this, you're going to be like, man, that's kind of off. But I'm, I prompt strap into the roller coaster. Dude, that sounds good. It's really good. And I enjoyed it. And I know like some honorable mentions that me and you can agree on. Yeah. Uh, but I felt they were so popular. I didn't need to bring them up. The Boys and the Umbrella Academy. So good. Yeah. So, so good. So good. But that, just when you said the cellist thing, it reminded me of the Umbrella Academy. Uh, so yeah, and then uh, the Umbrella Academy is amazing. Plus, the Dead South got featured in one of the yeah, one of the episodes. I yeah, love those guys. Um, so then, uh, my other thing too is called. Uh, it's on Hulu. It's a Hulu original. It's called uh, Run, and it's with Sarah Paulson uh, of uh, American Horror Story claim. She she's had, great. She's amazing. She's great. I hate her. I do not like her as an actress, but I watch wow, everything. She, yeah. No, no, but I watch everything she's in. <laughs> I watch everything she's in, and I love everything she's yeah. in. But, like, her... I think she just does a really good job acting, because she's usually the, the I mean, dislikable no, yeah. person. I so, can yeah. see that. She I think is. it's just, that's how good she's she is. She's so ever. good that you hate yeah. her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, again, we get into the vein of the psychological horror thriller. Um, fantastic. Uh, it's oh, a, I did see this one. Okay, it, but it also, I remember what it is. She also has another movie, or another series on Netflix, which Nurse Nurse Ratchet, Ratchet which is, yeah. was amazing. Ratchet was amazing. I've seen that. Um, if you like American Horror Story, watch Nurse Ratchet. It's phenomenal. Same vein. Um, not as horror movie-ish, but same vein. But um, the, the the movie Run, I think I'm saying the right, the right thing here. So Sarah Paulson has a daughter who's wheelchair-bound, and okay. she's been taking care of her for a really long time. And uh, it slowly unravels. I mean, it... It's a slow burn for the first maybe thirty minutes, and after that, again, I like these where it's a roller coaster, and, and I, I those are good. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you can slow burn as much as you want to, but give me something. Like if you're gonna make me sit around and watch molasses dry on a wall for a, a half an hour, you better bring out a flamethrower 
for the last 45 minutes. I like being tired after because you've played with my emotions so yes. much that I'm just drained. Yeah, I want to think about it so much. Mm-hmm. And then I want to feel satisfied at the end of the movie. Now, that's not to say I won't watch like, watch, like basketball or something if I'm having oh, a yeah. day. Oh, yeah. But I'm still satisfied with that because yeah. I laughed through oh, the whole absolutely. thing. Oh, yeah. absolutely. So the last thing I'm going to say here, and this is kind of my thing, because I feel that bands and performance artists have had a really hard time through the pandy. And a lot of them, if you look at some of the musical artists that you like, I will say more than half a time, they have a live performance that you can stream off of their website. Um, I'm going to say this, and this is one of my personal favorites, and I know Adam's eyes are going to roll to the back of his head. So oh, damn can it. See, I thought you were going to say the same one I was thinking of. He can see the thoughts in the back of his head from when he was five. But Under Oath put on a really good uh, show from the Observatory. It is phenomenal. They hit all of their, like, big classics through over all of their uh, discography. They hit some new songs, and there is just something about their cohesion as a band that even watching them on, like, I, I watched it on their stream service. It was worth, I think it was like $12. I would I would have I would have spent 30 for how, It was well produced. The musicality was great. The sound was great. Everything was on point. And I would say if you like some artist right now, go to their website. I, I would be amazed if they didn't have something that you could stream for a, a decent amount of money. Like, yeah. Like 12 bucks, I understand. Times are hard, but 12 bucks, I mean, what are you paying for concert tickets? You know, 30 to 40? Yeah. yeah. Right. You, you, and you could have said a worse band. There's there's some under the songs I can dig. Yeah. But so, also check out Lamb of Gods. That's what, that's oh, what I was Oh, yeah. Thinking. Lamb of Gods is fucking sweet. So, man. the original question here, though, was yeah. I've, I've watched all the streaming. Yeah. What should I do? Yeah. Look, guys, if if you've gone through everything on your list mm-hmm. that you want, you can always go to the hub. It's boundless. Oh, do they have movies? They got some good ones. The they, they, have, they have some featurettes. <laughs> yeah. They got something <laughs> for everything. What's the hub? <laughs> so, Adam, when a man and a woman love each other very, very much. What's our, what's our like a mommy topic? and a daddy. What's our next topic? <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, the other... Hopefully it's not Matt's birthday celebration. Oh, uh, no, no. See... <laughs> on the hub. Cool, man. Uh, you know what? That could be my birthday celebration. Boom. Tick-a-da-boom. Boom. Then all the heads click in when that starts up, and you'd be like... You can, like, almost see everyone who watches porn up. Um, the last question here, very clear, very short, very concise. Uh, the pandemic has been crazy, right? And temperatures have flared. You've seen some crazy shit. I know I have. What's the craziest thing that you have seen during the pandemic? It could be anything. Something you've seen online, something you've seen in person. But they said their biggest thing was that they saw a guy at a grocery store, like a kid, like a bagger, get his ass handed to him by some other dude who wouldn't put a mask on. And that was his biggest thing, which I think is kind of commonplace right now. But. I mean, mine takes place in the same uh, venue. It was a giant eagle yeah. in Crafton. There was a man... Um, very tall man, too, in a full-blown nuclear hazmat suit. Like those big yellow ones with the big hood. The biohazard and the five things? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, just pushing a cart. I was like, if this doesn't scream post-apocalyptic, yeah. like, I don't know. How bad do you think the inside of that suit smells? I bad. wanted to oh. take a picture of him in front of the meat section so bad, just like <laughs> as some art piece. Yeah. So mine's on the same lines, but my, my man here went at least, like, biohazard, right? Yeah. When, uh... Before I moved up here, I was at the grocery store in Virginia, and I saw a guy in an astronaut, like, 
Halloween oh, costume. That's pretty good. With the fan just oh, blowing yeah? up. That's awesome. Just fucking walking around. That's Let me get my peanut butter. I've seen on Facebook guys like walking around in that dinosaur yeah. blow up one. Yeah, that's, yeah. So cool. that's that's pretty creative. I like that. That's that a, that's a that kind of like on a personal level tops yeah. it. I mean, you've got all the stuff in the news. Yeah, we're not here to talk yeah. about that. Yeah, I was yeah. just getting that personal. shit's crazy. Right, but on the personal side, the 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 level of people that go out there and try to just protect themselves yeah. in asinine ways. Yeah, I, I I agree a thousand percent. And to go back on the one thing you were saying too, like you said, we're not going to talk about yeah. There's there's civil unrest and everything, and that we don't have a place in that. All mm. we can say is that. You know, we're here. If you want to email us and pick our brains uh, about how to feel comfortable during one of the most drastic times in our generation, uh, maybe we can give you a laugh. Uh, But honestly, we'd have no room to speak about anything. (laughs) I lean on alcohol heavily. Which, I mean, I hope hope we're giving them laughs just in this this time that we're sitting together. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And, and, And to go back into helping people, this is... It kind of plays into the worst thing that I saw during the pandemic. Uh, a pandy. A pandy. And it freaked me out, man. I actually had to go home and, like, shake it off. So I was out doing normal errands, uh, and I wanted to swing by a local sheets to put air in my tire. Because, okay. you know, it's southwestern Pennsylvania winter. It goes negative 5, then it goes 45 degrees, you know. Mm. So my one tire was low. So I pull in, and uh, there's an older, uh, not older, maybe like 50s gentleman, um, putting air in his tires and he starts waving me on like hey man come up here so i mean i'm not getting out of my car i'm not i'm helpful but i'm not stupid so i pull up and i roll a window down and i'm like what's up buddy and not to denigrate a specific certain person but he definitely had a southern accent and he was like i don't understand how any of this shit works do you know how this pump works no and i before i could say like great southern accent yeah like push the button to get to like put the 32 then put the I couldn't even. Get oh, it was one of the automated ones yeah, that you set. You set it, and I love those ones. By the way, they're phenomenal. Like, yeah, it couldn't be easier, and it could be easier. So before I can even tell him to go through the most user-friendly device that I've seen at Sheets, aside from touchscreens, he turns to the the pump and he turns the the actual air dispenser over and starts stabbing the display screen the, the, violently. That'll, that'll do it. He screamed, "Fuck this! Fuck!" This. I was like. Well, don't need air in my tire. Roll the window up and just uh, <laughs> see you later. I got, I'll go to the next sheets five minutes down the road. Yeah, yeah, they're they're the Starbucks boo of gas stations. Uh, Let me tell you a little thing about Starbucks. <laughs> so, so on the topic of all of this, yeah, you you guys both know that hockey mm-hmm. and for Pittsburgh they're allowing twenty eight hundred. Yeah, I went to the game. The first time back. Yeah, dude. I was actually really fucking jealous you got to go. Yeah, how it, was it? It was awesome. Awesome. The, the upgrades that they made to the stadium to make sure yeah. that their safety were better than I expected. Cool. I heard that they have a drone flyover after games and all that. That's awesome. But that's not even what I what I was trying to... Have you guys seen the, <laughs> the uh, article? I think it came out on Yahoo. I don't know if you even read Yahoo. What is it anymore? Yeah, I didn't know. But, you can't comment on Yahoo now. I'll tell you that. Um, they disabled comments yeah, for good it, reason. Makes sense. <laughs> yeah. There was, a, there was an article out that on the Penguin social media, they posted a picture of the fans uh, in the stand there. Oh, yeah. And they photoshopped masks. On two of them, yeah. I, I will tell you that the ushers were really good at walking up and down, yeah. pointing people out. 
you can only uncover when you're actively eating or taking a drink. Uh, I just, I thought it was hilarious. I mean, it's a, it's not a take I like to get into on mask, no mask, whatever. I mean, I support the mask thing. Oh, anyway. absolutely. But to blame the penguins for, bas- I mean, basically, I think what they were trying to do was help those two people out in that post by just being like, yeah, they're the masks on. Don't seek them out and yell at yeah, them. Yeah. And then the penguins had to take the blame. If the yeah. penguins posted it without them being masked, they would have got hell. Yeah. If they posted it photoshopped, yeah. they got hell. So you, you know who should have taken the blame? And I will die on the this fucking day? people not wearing the mask. Yeah. Fucking Bob Nutting. Okay. Next, so, topic. next topic. Next topic. One of these days, I'm going to give you a segment, and we're just, Adam and I are going to go drink whiskey. Yeah. And, and just let me rant. It's like, today is the day that we lose all of our viewers. And then we, <laughs> no, no, then we just tell them we posted it, and just yeah. send him the link. <laughs> just send him a copy of it, like, it sounds really good. Okay, good. And then when he says, how many views did I get? Oh, like, a thousand. It's great. So uh, We only have, like, a hundred, 150 likes, but you got a thousand views. Yeah. Oh, look at you, buddy. You're killing it. <laughs> Way to go, little guy. So, the other thing I put out there, uh, I got some pretty funny responses here, is uh, the mock-up of Betty White going all elite. So, she signed her contract with all elite. So, the the 90, almost 100-year-old Betty White uh, signing to be all elite. And I asked uh, everybody, what would her... What would her finisher be called? She's lucky she's not going all in the crematorium. I do. Survivor though, she she's the last standing of all the Golden Girls. I'm just yeah. saying we need to we need to check on Betty. I, no, I think they got her in one of them bubbles. They she's, like, to, she's like a bubble yeah, boy. She's like John Travolta. She's a national stupid, treasure. Stupid movie that he was in. Yeah, uh, which was made way funnier with Jake Gyllenhaal. Was that who that was? Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal. Bubble, yep. bubble boy was shit, man. Put that on yeah, your list for things to watch during the funny. pandemic. Yeah, uh, but some of the names we got here was the Hurricane Rana, uh, a play on her terrible aging hips, uh, the Bingo Knight, which is a rolling blue thunder power bomb. One of the ones I like a ton here is the Saint Olaf Choke Slam, uh, which I thought was pretty funny. And then the one that I probably came close to peeing myself reading was. Uh, the murder she wrote, which is a tag team move uh, with Angela Lansbury. <laughs> oh, what would their tag team name be? Oh, that's a really good question. <laughs> I really want a tag team name for them. So, I mean, you're you're talking about two stalwarts in the uh, in the industry through multiple decades. Angela Lansbury and Betty White ring bells. I mean, you just get like Golden Girl Killers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know what though? The they, Golden Killers the instead golden, of the Golden Lovers. Golden Killers. Golden, she wrote. Yeah. Okay. So on it just the, sounds like they're peeing on stuff. But I want, I want to say that real quick before you go to the next thing. I want to say the way that this was presented to me, the one with Angela Lansbury, the, the email was, uh, we'll call it the murder she wrote, as long as that bitch Angela Lansbury can come out of retirement. Which, <laughs> which is why it was so funny for me. But out of retirement, is she still with us? She is still with oh, us. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, no, no out of retirement from the grave. I, yeah, I wasn't sure if it was <laughs> possible. my legacy? The long retirement. <laughs> I, so, I stopped my fandom of Angela Lansbury at 12. Oh, come on. So if I'm coming up with a finisher for her, yeah. right? So you guys have seen that viral video of the drunk guy at the MMA fight? Yeah. Where it's like, give him the old dick twist. Oh, yeah, yeah, twist the dick. Yeah. <laughs> I'm calling Betty White's finisher the old clam stamper. Oh my god. Dear God. <laughs> Think of a Bronco Buster. Could you could you imagine any can you imagine Excalibur 
call him that? I can because again, I hate that guy. Well, <laughs> so segue. He's yeah. getting the forbidden shotgun. Uh, oh dear God! So right before I give it to myself. I like this. You again? I'm gonna call him out every week until he gets fired or improves. Don't right. wh- don't worry. Paul White will take. You're it. not a wrestler, and you're not Mexican. Take the mask off. Yeah. Was he ever idiot? Was he ever in lucha? Was he ever? Lucha? He was. I don't know. I I know he was in. Pro Wrestling Gorilla, which is California, which is a nice yeah. So, uh, it's funny that And he said a lot of bad words in that promotion that is. you can look up on YouTube. Yeah, you can He's an asshole. Uh, so, you say that you hate Excalibur, but the Wrestling Observer Awards came out, and Excalibur won Best TV Announcer. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like my girlfriend's kid. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> mom, 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 mom. <laughs> So these uh, Wrestling Observer Awards came out, and uh, and I was reading through them, and Excalibur winning one. I'm pretty sure you were like Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, I know there's a couple we can agree on here. First and foremost, best on interviews, Eddie Kingston. Um, yeah, I agree. I mean, I can tell you which ones. I can tell you on two fingers the two I agree with. Yeah, yeah. Which is Eddie Kingston and. Um, the uh, Dark Side of the Ring, do- best documentary, yes. Dark Side of the Ring, Own Heart, was a very well done documentary. Dark Side of the Ring started off... And then I'm done with that list. Yeah. <laughs> well, I want to just give a quick shout-out to you to my, one of my favorite my favorite awards here, and that was the uh, the best flying wrestler that went to Ray Phoenix. Okay, uh, I agree yeah, with that. Too. I think Ray Phoenix is hands down the best lucha Right now. And when I say done with the list, I just mean done with what I like. If you want to know what I don't like, I'll rant for it. I want to hear how much you absolutely hate. Because <laughs> I can already feel the steam coming off of you. So, I, this is put out by PWI, right? Which is, yeah. I mean, Dave Meltzer's like their Dave, head, head, head. Right, right. Which, um, which you could definitely see some of the yeah, choices. That's, that's what I was going to say. So, Dave Meltzer is the uh, catalyst for AEW even being a thing. Yes. He, like knowingly issued the challenge to the Young Bucks and Cody to do all in and yeah. sell it out, and they did. Yeah. So he's been the fanniest fanboy of AEW since it started, yeah. which he used to be a fanboy of New Japan. Right. So, I mean, if you look down the list, everything that's best or most or greatest or blah AEW. is AEW. Yeah. And everything that's shit, crap, WWE, is baby. WWE. And which, he, he took a shot at Raw, which is hilarious. Which, I mean, I don't totally disagree that no. WWE's anything great but like to, you're really shoehorning some AEW yeah, people yeah. in there oh they're the they're on AEW's nuts oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah 100%. for sure yeah, yeah. yeah well I think too then that really kind of feeds through with um but totally forgotten in this is in uh, uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling yeah like uh, he, there's nothing they're just here. his stepchild now yeah like he does they, not give a fuck he does not care and I think that's why he needs to have the forbidden door open so he can start liking some other stuff yeah okay um somebody else is getting the forbidden shotgun now yeah <laughs> Uh, Excalibur, I'm coming for you. <laughs> Melter, and then myself. Calling you out, Excalibur. Oh man, this does not sound good. If you I, want you want this heat, Excalibur? You come down to the Judgeatorium. These are the kind of clips they play on that chapter. They. <laughs> uh, the one thing that it's all a joke. I would never. Heard absolutely. Uh, the one thing that I know that Adam is going to lose his mind about is the uh, the Ric Flair Award went to John Moxley, which I think is deserved. What does the Ric Flair Award mean? Wrestler of the Year. I. The man defended titles over three. No, promotions. no, no, no. And it, it, 
I I agree with it, but I think the a little bit that takes away from it is he's an AEW wrestler. Yeah. So Which, it's like it comes with this asterisk yeah. that doesn't need to be there. I will say, however, though yeah. the the blow up of John Moxley since he left Dean Ambrose. Oh yeah, because WWE obviously wasn't using him. Right. right. No, no. And he's proving that mm-hmm. every even, time. He's even out taking there. him to the level where they make where they made him the world champion, they still were misusing. Like, yeah, you you pushed him to the to the moon basically, but it was all in the wrong way. Yeah, he he played that like psychotic. Role, yeah, but it was like cartoon- really well. But it was like cartoonish. But it was, yeah. 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 It needed to be he, more adult. He showed his skill set, yeah, by playing what they wanted, yeah. But moving to AEW and taking their chains off, the one that sticks, phenomenal. The, yeah. Speaking of WWE psycho, the one that sticks out to me the most, where I turned raw for like a few months, was he came out with a hot dog cart and sprayed people with ketchup and mustard. Yeah, and I'm like, nah, I mean, I'm that's done. just a throwback to Stone Cold and the beer truck. Yeah, but lame. Well, dude, really I, fucking lame. It's not. It's no longer the Attitude Era, sir. Well, you know what? You're on the USA Network after 10 p.m. Do something. Well, I would say too. There's that. Put the kids to bed. There's that. They're not buying the merch. There's that long lost idea too that at some point that AJ Lee was supposed to like have a storyline where she went to a, a sanatorium or something, and that's where she met Dean Ambrose, and they were supposed to be like a mixed tag team duo. That'd have been killer. That would have been amazing. You and know what? I would love to admit. It. But dude, yeah, as much as I like his A, I do like his AEW work, and I do like AEW. I yeah. just don't like the fluff piece no. that they got this year in the yeah. uh, Observer. Um, but his work in New Japan has been yeah ridiculous. The defense of the IWGP. Title was amazing. Yeah. If, uh, if AJ Lee's gonna visit any tourium, she yeah. can come to the Joja tourium. I, be, I, you know what? I, I, I bet she doesn't drink anymore though. Uh, no. AJ? Yeah, because there, there's no that's straight edge life. That's straight straight edge life. I, I tell you what, though, man. I'd still come over for a photo op, though. I'd yeah, absolutely. If, if, I tell you what, if she's coming over here and talk to us, we're doing something right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, and we ain't. No, but while not. we're on the AEW yeah. kind of topic, we've got the pay per view tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, I was just gonna bring this yeah, up. Yeah. And the. Hidden six I participant in the ladder match. Wait, well, there's but two. not only that. Yeah, okay, you got it. When Paul White came out, mm-hmm. a- aka Big Show. I know he came no out. BS. Yeah, I loved that. By the way, yeah, I loved that play. I loved it both but, sides. I loved it because I like how it was like double entendre, but I also loved all everyone on Twitter was like, "Fuck that shirt, it's so yeah. stupid." I was like, "You're stupid." So, yeah, you I, fell for it. Yeah. I, I liked the motto, but the T-shirt was so badly done. Yeah, but it, it looked like shit. It looks something like took a paper real quick. Oh, I'm ripping your shirt done. <laughs> but for those that didn't see yeah. the episode, he came out and said that he's now got scoops too. And AEW is signing a Hall of Famer. Well, well no, 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 no. Hall of Fame worthy. Hall of Fame worthy. Yeah. Okay. Because I'm telling you right now, if Kurt Angle or somebody like that comes out right now, I'm gonna put, I'm gonna take Adams for a well-known shotgun or whatever, and I'm gonna put it to oh, my to my temple. You're gonna like my two picks for who it is. So, <laughs> Jesus Christ. So I, I'm, I dabble in the wrestling thing. Yeah. You two are more into it than I am, and that's. We're to- I'm a we, total mark. I'll, we can, I'll say it we can still jab, jab yeah. about it. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But coming from your guys' perspective, I want to know who you two, who you guys think the two are. Okay. Two. Yeah. Go yeah. The ladder so, match and the surprise. So the ladder match for me, it's. I mean, it could be anybody in free agency. Um, I do have a dream pick. I don't. I have no educated guess on who it is, but I do have a dream pick. Okay. Um, and I think he already re-signed with. New Japan, and I think he's stuck in New Japan. And there's actually two guys from J- New Japan, now that I think about it. I would like for it to be Jay White, or I would like for it to be Tama Tonga. God, you took my guess. 
I was for, gonna, for the latter match. I was going to say Tomatonga in the... Because he needs to come in there and take back Bullet Club. Yeah. yeah. And then, um, as far as the Hall of Fame-worthy guy, I do think... I want it to be, and I'll pay... I'll throw all my money at AEW forever, and I'll give Excalibur a kiss on the lips if it's CM Punk, but I don't think it's CM yeah. Punk. He's already come out. Yeah. So, yeah. But, well, I mean, it but could be... Too, like, but that could be a work. It could be a swerve, but I don't, I don't think it is. When you work a work, brother, you might be working yeah. a work I, uh, you're in a work, brother. Yeah, I, you're I, working I, that work into a shoot, brother. I do like the way that he came out on Twitter. He's like, yeah, like ask us anything, and I'll give you a free question. Yeah. It's yeah. not me. The Blackhawks are playing that day. Smart. Smart. So, I love that, too. Man. So, that's my dream pick. Yeah. My realistic pick is, I think it's either Kurt Angle... Well, you want to hate it? You want to hate a pick worse than that? Yeah, Ken Shamrock. God damn it! Because that's... Ken Shamrock would not be Hall of Fame worthy in wrestling. That's true. But in MMA, yeah. yeah. Oh no! Ooh. Yeah. That's uh, oh, I like Shamrock. that. And he's fight. He's still active. Ken Shamrock got into the Impact Hall yes, of Fame. Yes, but he's been suspended. Oh yeah. Oh, that's true too. Yeah. And he's been suspended indefinitely from TNA, from what I understand. Yeah. So that opens him up. It does open him up. So, uh, not either choice do I like, but they're both realistic. If Cardinal comes out, I don't know how I just, I'm able to I just, this. I just hope he can, I just hope he can go. If, if he comes in, I don't want him to be, I want him in the ring. Mm-hmm. And I want him in the ring healthy. Yeah. If, if it's not that, then it's a waste of time for right. me. Because he is one of my favorites. Ken Shamrock? No. Angle. Angle. No. Oh, through the Attitude Era, he was in my top yeah. three. Yeah. Hand, no, down. I think Shamrock can go if he comes in. I just don't think that's worth yeah. this hype. So, I want to say that I think the mystery person in the ladder match is the whole effing show, Rob Van Dam. That's a good one. That's, heard, that's a, uh, yeah. I've heard him rumored as the yeah. scoop guy, too, but that, he would be better in the ladder match. I right? would love to see, because he still goes, man. Like, his matches on Impact are really good. He's a great uh, actor, great writer. He's still athletic. Yeah. Um, he can do the topa suicida that everyone wants to scream on AEW. Yeah, and I, I, I don't know how old he is, but he doesn't, he hasn't aged badly. No. He just kind of like bloated up a, a, a little, little bit. bit. Well, but he's like being on a Sunday morning yeah. about smoking weed. So yeah, I, right. I'm sure it's like weed Cheetos, and they're going side by side. He's like, and now I'm gonna go do uh, you know Rob Van Dam splits somewhere. I, oh right, yeah, Ricky I, Williams. <laughs> Ricky Williams. Uh, you know, I give that man a lot of credit. He he re, he's reborn, and I and he's doing a great job. Bless bless Ricky. I love Ricky. Uh, I hope that you do. I hope you keep smoking weed and reaching out to Jesus Christ, buddy. Uh, but for this for the signature. For the Hall Hall of Fame worthy talent, I mean, I really want to see them really steal somebody away. And I well, let me say this too: I want to see Scorpio Sky win that Face the Revolution yeah, match. I'm with you on that, unless yeah. it's a really good surprise person, yeah. like right. a young guy. So I think the Hall of Fame worthy talent that they're going to sign is going to be none other than Jay Lethal. From Ring of Honor, I think Jay Lethal. Oh, I think God. I think Jay Lethal. That's a verbal punch in the face. No, no, no. It's a great guess, but that's such a disappointment. No, I don't. To know everybody that. that paid sixty dollars to see who the surprise was and just couldn't wait till the next morning to uh, know it's some guy that also never made it. Yeah, well, yeah, but no, Jay Lethal. I'm not saying he's not good, yeah. but it's not worth the hype. I it's think, the same as if it's Ken Shamrock. I think Jay Lethal gives you that connection to Ring of Honor. I think he also opens you up to the other independent scenes like MPW and Beyond and all those other places. He wrestled in all those promotions too. But is he is he signed to ROH? He's signed to ROH. However, they, they said whoever's coming is signing. 
yeah. three years. Okay. So there's still a strong possibility. Mm -hmm. He was in his last bit of his contract, and ROH has not been putting him on the promotion. He was in a he was in like a hurt business style kind of. Yeah, that's true. And, and that oh, I'm not. Been. I don't think he's bad or any. I just don't think he's a. From somebody who doesn't watch AEW, yeah. he's not a name recognition guy. Yeah, I, I can see that. Yeah. I just, dude, the, the work he puts in oh, it's at incredible. Ring of Honor is so good. Um, that being said, I, I would, I, I hope that. I mean, I'd like to say I like to see Jay Lethal, but if it was someone like a Kurt Angle, if it was someone like someone of that of that ilk, I like you said, I just hope that they're ambulatory. Like, what's, <laughs> what's the worst one you've seen rumored? The worst one? Yeah. Oh, it's like anything under the sun. You could just name it like uh, uh, Del Fuego is going to come out to the uh, ladder match. You've seen... Um, I've seen like Mark Henry and Bubba Ray Dudley. Oh, yeah. Uh, Booker T has been Booker, rumored. You know what? I'd take that. I would take that. Hornswoggle. I would one. Mm, shotgun that. Uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, everyone comes out with their guesses, but uh, I mean... I just want to see someone who can actually add to the promotion. I guess I'm not really looking for like the pop. I'm I'm looking for that, for that Brody Lee thing, man. Like he like he got a pop for me at home, but I don't think he's gonna like he wouldn't like crush fans. But then he ended up being a great. I think that's what Jay Lethal. Was. I mean, if if you really think about it, it's a tough spot to put yourself in to say a Hall of Famer or Hall of Fame yeah. worthy that's still young enough to go and that'll make a difference. Yeah. Like it, it always it no matter what it kind of seems like a waste. You either wasted the promotion to do it, or you're going to waste the back end of yeah. the talent to be in the ring still. Betty White's coming in, by the way. She's si she signed. She's all elite. She's coming in. Throwing Golden Girl Destroyers on yeah, everybody. Yeah, her and Angel Lansbury. The, the, there was one gonna, that was rumored gosh. that would be good, but I, I think he's under WWE contract now, which was Christian. Because I think he could still yeah. go. The peeps, baby. Hall of Fame worthy, for yeah, sure. he is. Um, but that's the only one that kind of made sense. But again, I mean, yeah, I'd be happy about yeah. that. But it's not... I'd like everybody else we said a little bit more. But he's definitely the one that could probably most still go out of. Yeah, I'd agree, I'd agree with that. He's in the best shape. I mean, right, uh, RVD's right behind him. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, you brought up what's the worst one you've heard. Yeah. I got him all beat. Yeah. From an outsider's perspective. Yeah. Emphasis on the outsider's perspective. Oh, God. No. <laughs> We've got Big Daddy Diesel, oh Kevin Nash, going all elite because WWE owns the, band back together. owns the rights to NWO Black and White, but I don't know if that's all encompassing. I so it is. It is. I hope so. So you bring the Wolfpack <laughs> in. You've already got Paul White. You can call him the old You've world. You've got Sting. Old yeah, world. old world order. EWO. Elderly World Order. <laughs> that Paul White, <laughs> Kevin Nash, Sting, and they recruit the Darby Allen and anybody else from did AEW. You call, did you call him the Darby Allen? The Darby Allen. The Darby Allen. The Darby Allen. Put some respect on that name. Put some respect on that little guy. He's gonna do really well in that street fight. I really oh, yeah. think he's going to. He's gonna. Yeah, he's gonna I'm, do. So, he's gonna do a coffin drop from like eighty I'm feet. In I'm interested to see. Yeah, for sure. Well. I think if we talk about any other kind of wrestling, that we're just going to put ourselves in the weeds further. Yeah. Because, honestly, you guys are all wrong. It's going to be Betty White. Nah. I'm going to pop at my house, and my wife is going to just want to leave me. If and it is, I hope she gets thrown into that uh, street brawl, and Darby Allen coffin drops her. 
<laughs> Don't worry, bro. I pay money for that. You can stay with me. <laughs> so, we're coming to a close, and it was another great episode. Uh, we got to put out our socials. So, Adam, if you want to make those drops. Sure. Uh, on Instagram, we're at bash underscore brew. And on Facebook, we are, you could probably just type in bash brew, but we're also at bash brewing. Uh, for Facebook, and I just wanted to say in the in the closeout here, uh, thanks to everybody on Facebook that follows the brewery and is uh, supporting us by asking for bottles and uh, trying our stuff and posting our stuff. It's very much appreciated. It's getting us recognized. Just so you know, uh, and it means it really means the world to me. As on a sincere moment on this podcast, uh, please continue to do it. Share it with your friends, and uh, I'll keep making beer for you. Yeah, on the Bash Brew side, all you got to do is hashtag ask about them. Yeah. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Hashtag ask about them. From the podcast side, I I, I want to thank everybody that's actually given us a listen on the first episode. Absolutely. Reached out to us. We we see the growth. We appreciate everybody out there. And we're really doing it to have fun and make people laugh. So. Yeah. Uh, again, you know, to echo everybody here. You know, we're doing some pretty cool things. And we want to just give you guys something to laugh about or drink or escape for a minute. Um, don't forget to, you can catch all of our socials, uh, for decaying with the boys. We're on everything, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can catch us at decaying WTB. Um, and until next time. And, and, and Spotify, not and, to cut you off. And Sp- yeah, Spotify. Just, you can yeah. just search us up on Spotify. Yeah. If you're so, not already listening to us there. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I look forward to seeing Josh drink all those, those fuzzy, sugary drinks. Man, that's going to be rough. <laughs> <laughs> on anybody that gets it. Yeah. It's going to be rough. All right, boys, let's get the brewing. Hey. Let's go. Happy birthday, Matt. (laughs) Thanks. Well, that's it. The end to another episode of Decaying with the Boys. Thanks for tuning in to listen to us. You can find us on Instagram, at DecayingWTV, and please keep sending in those listener emails decayingwtb at gmail.com if you want to continue to find out what's happening in the brew lab follow up with adam's instagram page at bash underscore brew and we're always on untapped at bash brew until next time